Hello out there in the realms of the living, you maidens, fair and wild bears. Which one are you? You know what? That's up to you, friend. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, my name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show. And joining me as always is Elliot J. O'Neill, man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, man. Uh, man. Oh, man. Poor Rake. <laughs> Poor Rake. But we'll get into that because we just watched Season 3, Episode 7, The Bear and the Maiden Fair. Uh, for you playing at home, this is the one where Rake loses his junk and, so, and, and Brienne of Tarth fights a bear. But if we get into that, Elliot, what just happened? Um... <sighs> Yeah, uh, for, uh, to sorry to screw up the momentum of the podcast, but I just want to show you my notes. Uh, mm-hmm. If you would... I did see you, like, staring at the, the end, being <laughs> like, what have I created? Did my hands do this? <laughs> um, yeah, if you can read the green text on the second page that starts with Reek. And now, a dramatic reading of L.A.J. O'Neill's notes. Reek, oh, 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 no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 oh, oh. Oh no, blur fade. <laughs> yeah, some of that is scribbled frantically, legible. Some of it is giant text overlapping the other text. It's it's a mood. It really, <laughs> really is. Now, this is the thing with watching this show forward. Uh, it's that you guys at home who watch this show properly uh, wouldn't have had this kind of build-up. Like, because I can't imagine build, yeah. that every single episode which this guy and Ramsey appeared, <laughs> he was going, I'm going to cut off his dick one day. Yep. Maybe he did, maybe not. But we have watched the majority mm. of Game of Thrones episodes, and most times this guy is on screen, his lack of dick is referred to. Yeah, yeah, very true. You've had, like, however many episodes, like 43 episodes we've done of, remember that time I chopped your dong off, Reek? And you just had that way over your head like the dong of Damocles waiting to fall <laughs> yeah that's no, true that's heavy man I never thought about that <laughs> and so these women are grinding on him and like so I'm wondering at the start of this scene oh has he already got the lack of dick and these they're teasing him mm. but no you see the bulge in his pants and they're like oh what's this then and mm-hmm. that's when the oh no started <laughs> yeah I mean it should have also tipped you off that one of them was Miranda <laughs> mm. oh. ever so crazy yeah, and she was doing the crazy sex thing where, like, I, I understand, dude, if I was in that position, I'd be like, should I be turned on right now? Yeah. No, I should be afraid. My life is in danger, but... Um. But also... And they're also gaslighting him pretty damn hard. Oh. He's all like, no, if he comes back, he'll hurt me. He's like, oh, who are you talking about? It's just he- us here. And, you know, he's lost enough of his mind at this point. Mm. I do... Uh, again, This is that we need that word for terrible things portrayed well, because he, he does have that moment of, no, this is a trap, and he's, like, got just enough to believe maybe it was a bad dream or something or he doesn't trust his own senses anymore yeah and it all goes horribly wrong from there i will say as a as a dungeon master of roleplay games no one sexy hangs out in a dungeon it doesn't happen it's a succubus or an illusion or a trap i don't want to give away my own tricks but there is nothing sexy hiding in a dungeon so if sexy happens to you in a dungeon you run no matter what (laughs) <laughs> Unless it's, you know, that other kind of dungeon that, you know, you pay for. Yeah, exactly. But um, being the roleplay master, you would have <laughs> made that apparent. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting for me going uh, backwards still, because uh, I'm not changing. The, I almost said going forward, but yeah. we're not changing well, forward, direction. Forward in a backwards direction. Exactly. <laughs> going forward backwards. My this life. show isn't confusing at all. <laughs> 
Yeah, if he does make reference to his dick, or if there is actually a reputation about his dick. They were all like, oh, they have a so famous penis of yours. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do also like this gives us a new category of nudity, which is now terror nudity, where yeah. you know something is going to go wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah. even then, the other note of nudity could be interpreted that because I know it went wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Again, for you, this would have been like, well, fuck you. And again, oh no, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and yeah, as soon as that hooked knife comes out, you're like, oh, that's uncomfortable because you know how practical and probably real that thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uncomfortable. And, I- <laughs> and you know, it was, <laughs> I was wondering, oh, how is it going to play out though? And he brings out the trumpet and I'm like... Didn't see that happening. Hope that's not happening. Okay, good. At least he has a knife. That Imagine taking a penis off with a trumpet. I don't even want to think about the mechanics of that. That sounds difficult. <laughs> it does sound like a line from like Louis Armstrong documentary or something. That mm. good dude could take off a dick with a trumpet. <laughs> like a Monty Python sketch. Mm. You must cut down the mightiest dick in the wood <laughs> with a trumpet. Me, 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 me. Again, being a dungeon master, that could be just the weapon you roll, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're armed with a tray. There are bards. Bards have trumpets. They don't necessarily cut down dicks with them, but ah, uh, what am I? Take note, Phil. What did, see? He has a heap of instruments. By he's now. got a few. Yeah, most bards actually have some variety. Mm. But uh, you know, that's anyway. bards. Anyway, this is this isn't D and D. This is G O T. Um. So yeah, T O G. Well, I mean, T O G. Watching G O T. Yeah. Yeah. Not like, confusing. Not confusing in the slightest. Pew! Uh, you know what? Let's be confusing some more. Let's skip our f- second question, go straight to our fourth question of violence. Pew, pew, pew. Oh. Renegade Comicast. Yeah, doing what we want here. Fucking hell. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, that was a bit of nudity and violence thrown in together. Sure. I figured, you know, to get your mind off of the terrifying violence, let's look at some of the, some of the, some of the other violence going on here. All right. Um, so I'm scanning my notes and realizing that the only other real violence here is right at the end with Brand of Tarth in a bear trap. And another funny thing that played out in my mind watching this, because uh, did you ever play much Tekken or Tekken Tag? I did. There was a bear character. Exactly. And that was going through my mind, and I was writing down a note, like, mention Tekken, just as the bear did the fucking dope-ass reversal. I know. Brown of Tarth is like, got a sword, and she's Brown of Tarth. We know she can fight. Mm. Uh, And it's just, like, waiting for a good moment. It's like, yeah, I've got got one chance at this. Got that kind of face. And then makes a lunge, and the bear's just like, no. (laughs) No. Bad sword. Bad wooden sword you didn't have a chance with anyway. But it was like a full Kuma-style reversal. It was insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this bear was acting not bear-like. Yeah, I like to think this. someone was like, that wasn't in the script. Um, who trained mm. the bear to fight? Me. <laughs> D- Doug! Why? Thought it'd be funny. Yeah. Played a lot of Tekken. I am under order of Ramsey Bolton, and he told me to teach a bear to fight. Yeah, yeah. This scene does play out a little bit differently to what I remembered, because I thought, you know, I know Jamie jumped in was all heroic, but I thought he fought the bear off. And no, no, it's this dude who's, like, getting paid to deliver Jamie, shoots the bear with a crossbow, and he's all like, hey, what are you doing? You can't shoot my bear. And he's like, eh, mm. fuck you. Yes, I can. Yeah. Um, so that actually this makes it less wacky. This was very much in the realm of this could go just silly as balls. But I think for the most part, it didn't. Mostly because of how, like, mostly. It's a little bit wacky. <laughs> but then again, shit happened. Like, like, stuff like this. I do like how the bear takes about a week to attack. Yeah. It's like squaring them off and looking at them and then squaring them off again and then roaring and then pacing a little bit. And then it does help that Brown's already got a pretty decent neck wound that's bleeding all down. And it looks pretty nasty. 
It does, and it does make me wonder if I would have preferred to see that shot, or I'm curious, did they do that shot and take it out? Because it looked silly. Yeah, for time, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it Or looks... if it looked silly, you know, because, like, i got to say, for me, like, besides, like, the bear's lumberingness and, like, mm-hmm. eyeing off, like, those are the only real times when it looks like a bear. In the key moments, mm-hmm. in the big attacks, I don't know, it just didn't feel like a bear to me. But, I mean, then again, bears are impressive with how, I don't know, smart and people like they can be sometimes they think can think they're people sometimes yeah like I, I don't know if you've ever been to like certain parts of america or canada that have those bear proof bins and they are just this fucking complicated like rubik's puzzle to solve because bears have gotten that good at breaking into shit yeah there's a good quote by a park ranger when someone's like why are these bins so you know uh, elaborate and so he's like well there's a surprising amount of overlap between the dumbest person and the smartest bear <laughs> damn yeah <laughs> All right, fair enough. Bear, bear can fight. <laughs> oh, yeah, bear can fight. It's just, yeah, sometimes it, even in its realist, sometimes real doesn't look real. Yeah. Like, well, well, yeah, I mean, and we're watching the DVD versions, maybe mm-hmm. the Blu-ray or Ultra 4K or better. Whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, things like, apparently, um, in the movie Cloverfield, the Statue of Liberty's head skidding down the street is actually not to scale. They had to make it bigger because they made it to scale. It looked fake and kind of funny. Oh, right. So little things like that. Or if you want to go to classical art, there's um one with, uh, what is it? Um, I forget. It's uh, Mary holding Jesus' a dead body. It's a statue by, I think it's Da Vinci. No, not Da Vinci. The other guy, Michelangelo, mm. I think. Um, and one basically, of the turtles. Yeah. And so one of the criticisms, at the, even at the time, was... Ah, uh, but the perspective's all wrong. If you stood Jesus up, he would be, like, way, way taller than Mary. That's dumb. And he's just like, that's not how art works, dick nuts. Sometimes mm. things have to look wrong to look right. Yeah. So, yeah. And now I'm imagining the Australian Cloverfield and, like, he knocks over the big banana because uh, uh, they say it's a big banana, but it's really not that big. Like, I mean, it <laughs> depends on what your previous encounters with bananas are like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if if it's the biggest banana you've ever seen, it, it is the biggest banana. It's the big banana then. True, it you is, just wanted more. It is the biggest banana I've ever seen. But you wanted it, something that could fight the big merino. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If yeah, it, if it was to scale for something the big merino could eat, mm. yeah, that would be a big banana. If the aliens from Independence Day rocked up to Australia and mm. they were like, "Oh, we came to destroy all your famous landmarks," this one's kind of small we don't really need that big city destroying ship we got one we have a mini city destroying yet yeah we got like we got a village destroyer it'll rock up even then that's a bit overkill but whatever Mm. (laughs) oh no jeff goldblum but then yeah they go to the big banana and then they slip on it (laughs) (laughs) and we win (laughs) okay you're not so bad big banana i shouldn't hold such a grudge yeah it's got its uses out there hello to all our coffs harbor fans Mm -hmm. so (laughs) there are Dozens of us. That's probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, we barely have dozens of listeners. <laughs> we do it for the love, Elliot. <laughs> Speaking of love, what was your MVP segway? Oh, besides the bear. Um, actually, I lo- I really enjoyed Marjorie Tyrell's um uh thingy. Uh, it's what do you call it? Conversation with Sansa in this. First episode. of all, I can't believe it's Marjorie Tyrell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's... Oh, that's yeah, a, of course. Full title, please. <laughs> Lady, I can't believe it's not Marjorie Tyrell. Yes. Um, yeah, this was a very just simple, plain back and forth, and I do like the kind of disparity between their experiences in life. Mm. Uh, Sansa's obviously freaking out because she has to marry Tyrion, and Marjorie Tyrell, I can't believe it's not Marjorie Tyrell, is a little <laughs> bit like, you know, it's not bad, girl. Like, he's not a bad-looking dwarf, he's a dwarf, but, you know, if that's not you, yeah, you can live with that. And she has a good line of... Um, 
you know, some women like tall men, some like short men, some hairy, some bald, and you never really know what you like until you get to try it, and we as women really don't get to try that much before we die. It's a good little bit. And then I do like, uh, Sansa's like, oh, how do you know all this? Did your mother teach you? And she's like, yep, <laughs> was my mom definitely not hoeing about. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I don't even know what a Coke is. Is that how you it's, say it? I don't know. Uh, what? The, what? <laughs> oh, it's me. I can't believe it's not. Uh, I can't, no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> but I like this kind of camaraderie between women in a similar position, especially, you know, even though, I mean, we know um, Sansa was actually portrayed by quite a young actor at this point, like yeah. eight, 16 or 18 or something. They don't. They look roughly the same age, even though Marjorie Tyrell's actor is a bit older, but she, her character is meant to be a fair bit older, I think. I am actually having to reframe Sophie Turner a bit, because mm. in my mind, she I just assumed she was like in her 20s. Yeah. Like, even now, she doesn't really look like she's 16 or whatever she was at the time. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. It's Sometimes actors just look way different ages than what they are. But yeah. Yeah, it worked in their favour. So actually, against their favour here, because, yeah, she doesn't look 16. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, um, except for fucking chess kid, <laughs> uh, the kid who is now in the yeah. uh, Queen's Gambit now on Netflix. Yeah, uh, Jenjen, who much like Maisie Williams will never age. Yeah, exactly. And he looks the same as he does here, except he has a moustache in the Queen's Gambit. That's yeah, and the it's, only difference. And it's such a, I'm a grown up. I have a moustache, moustache. <laughs> like it does not work for him at all. Like, I'm sorry, dude, you're a, you're a fair actor and you know, I assume a nice person. That moustache isn't working. I don't, I don't know. For the character though, I think it actually kind of works because his character is a bit of a dickhead in the Queen's to be Gambit. Fair, if and... it's for the role, then sure. I just, yeah. you know, shave that off when you're done. But yeah, I mean, for the character, he has like, he carries a knife with him everywhere and he's a chess champion yeah, like uh, apparently he's meant to be a, a, a kind of sub in for bobby fish but i don't know um bobby fisher was packing blades everywhere he went i don't know oh maybe that's the other guy i don't know i'm not that informed on the world of chess and i was really half paying attention to the queen's gambit at best um anyway but it worked for that character because yeah he was a young precocious kid who's like growing a mustache wearing mm. cowboy hats and carrying knives and being a dickhead so it kind of worked yeah but yeah it still looked stupid as shit still a baby that kid is gonna get carded until he's 40 yeah so enjoy it you guy yeah but anyway um the whole thing with marjorie tyrell i can't believe it's not marjorie tyrell mm-hmm. and uh, jean gray oh also i don't think i've pointed it out jean gray i used to say she's only ever shot with greg backgrounds and yeah, yeah lately it hasn't been the case and i don't think i've brought that up yet no you haven't i did say when she was in king's landing she'd be better lit by actual sunlight and blue skies so here we go yeah and yeah, again, just an interesting contrast because, I mean, just her physical look, I always thought the grey was a nice contrast, but it's like, oh, she's never lit any other way. Is this, like, her requirement? Nope, <laughs> just her location. Mm. This must always be lit in grey to let my, really make my hair pop. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, it does. And, it does. <laughs> looks fabulous. Uh, um, and then, yeah, I thought this was a lovely-looking scene again, and they're walking through this garden. Yep. That <laughs> it feels like... Everyone parodied the garden, so they backed off from it. Well, I Maybe. guess they kind of left Kingsland. They did. Fewer gardens in Winterfell. But, mm. you know, it it still happens a lot. It's always funny talk, walking and talking a garden, but it's like, you know, anything from like the West Wing. Walking just makes the scene more interesting, yeah. gives you more to do with the dynamics. And yeah, that's it's what you do. Yeah, and I hope there's more with these two. In, like, because I kind of feel like Game of Thrones gave, I can't believe it's not Marjorie Tyrell, a kind of disservice towards the end, because I didn't really like what they had her do later on when she was like a prisoner and shit yeah yeah but i guess that's also that's kind of the the last big death uh scene the sept blowing up and taking so many characters out that was 
not expected in the slightest because we'd finally got Marjorie Tyrell out of the crypt and she, yeah. you know, was free now. We're going to say, oh, what are you going to do now? And then it's gone. And I was like, wow, surprise. Mm. So yeah. yeah, while I've talked about there not necessarily being any great villains post Joffrey, uh, post Ramsey rather, um, I'd say this, that was, at least we had a very shocking death pretty late game. Yeah, definitely. Um, my MVP, I want to throw a two-way tie. Uh, Shay and Tyrion have a good scene. And honestly, I want to give it to Shay. She holds a lot of hurt mm. in that scene. And it's a you know, good little back and forth about, oh, you'll be married to Sansa, but you'll come fuck me when you're bored and blah, blah, blah. And it works. It's really, it's much better dialogue than what I just made it sound like. Yeah. Uh, made it sound like I was plaguing the piss, but uh, no, it's a good scene. It's a solid back and forth. No, I mean, Tyrion as well. He was close to being my uh, MVP employee mm-hmm. of the month yet again, but because he just fucking kills it. And I think he also, it's not just him. I think he has more interesting sort of conflicts and character contrasting moments mm. going on. Yeah, he's got this moment here where he's like, no, I have to because my father and Shay's like, your father's not king of the bloody world. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, if you really wanted to, couldn't you just pack up and leave? Like, your dad would hate you for it, but he's not going to send soldiers to kill you. Yeah. Presumably, maybe you will, I don't know. Well, that's the interesting thing about him as a character. You know he's really pragmatic and he's considered the options and he's just like, he considers he'll have a better life where he can be rich, Mm. yet oppressed, rather than uh, being free where it's a bit more uncertain, where he could maybe at best get a job as being thrown. Yeah, exactly. So he has that bit of like, I'm a Lannister, what am I supposed to do somewhere else? And you get that kind of mix of he still has some pride in his family name, Mm. but also realizes that you know he's got no other skills other being other than being witty and probably yeah. good at like ruling stuff managerial junk but no one's hiring managers so you gotta start at the bottom that'd be now well, if only he'd just reach out and find out and you know this is what i like about game of thrones you know these interesting sort of thought um like characters and like how they deal with these situations and stuff and like yeah this whole idea of yeah the royalty being um oppressed in their own ways and exploring that some of the stuff which makes the denarius stuff that much less interesting it is so boring (laughs) and i mean not to shit on it again because i I didn't mind the denarius scene in this Mm. one but at least she makes a power play yeah yeah Uh, but again it's just there's it's not like interesting conflicts and contrasts Mm. like it's just her going i'll threaten someone i win i threaten someone i win because i I got dragons motherfucker yeah it's yeah. Anyway, sorry, I was well, cutting off your two-way tie. Uh, uh, sorry, I'll go back to that. We'll, we'll uh, segue. We'll just go into Daenerys now, and I'll come back to my MVP later. Pew, 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 Renegade Podcast. Um, yeah, because the whole bit, we know the payoff to this whole bit, where she's sitting outside the gates of Yunkai, going, oh, how do we invade? They have solid walls and foundations, and she sends an emissary. And I do like when they, they send a guy back, the guy negotiating with her genuinely seems to believe they're the good guys yeah. he's like look we don't want to fight here's a big present of money we just want peace and you've caused atrocities in other cities and from their perspective that's exactly what she did i do like they're not oh, we'll have our slaves and we'll have anything we want yeah <laughs> you know unlike other you know masters we've seen in later seasons who are just mustache twirling evil guys these guys are like no this is a proud ancient city and we have our ways and you've come to threaten those ways you're the villain here it's yeah like, that would be their perspective um, just Joram leans over to Daenerys uh, to the beardy guy and goes, "Are we the baddies?" <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure we're good. Are you touch us, dude. All the dragons. <laughs> that's dragon fur. Are yeah, we the baddies? It's like we're following a 17 year old around the desert. What <laughs> I've never really thought about it from this perspective before. Why do we pay attention we'll to her? Talk, she has dragons. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, but this whole bit. Wait, Daenerys is 17? I don't know, but she's meant to be, in the books, she's pretty young. I don't right. remember how young. I don't know if they ever really state her age in the show. Um, mm. So I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry, it just she's like carbon dating, you know, when you cut down a tree and count the rings. It's just like you count Daenerys's age by how many names she has. It's like <laughs> three years for every name. Yeah, in which case she's about forty-eight. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Someone on the internet probably has an answer somewhere, but yeah. whatever. I don't think they ever specify in the show. I know that in the book it's different, but you know, books are different. Yeah, but um, yeah, just on that because yeah, we were um, when. Sunday started listing listing all the names and we're uh, here we go oh that wasn't that long it's like yeah we're only halfway through the season so exactly. the series yeah. so we got more <laughs> names to get I think my problem with this scene more is I know what the payoff is and as we said when it happens they send a couple of guys in they offer the slave guards to turn against the masters they do the end and it's like mm. we talked about how Daenerys didn't really do anything because that wasn't really her plan to begin with it was I think it was uh Jorah Mon's plan or maybe it was um too handsome guy I can't remember <laughs> who got on side by her just rocking up and him going you're hot and I'm in love with you now <laughs> and that was it it's like what no what <laughs> well I'm interrupting your bath now yeah okay let's, let's kill and fuck I guess we're in love <laughs> is this how this works I think it is Dario Naharis there his name is oh, okay <laughs> Fabio Naharis <laughs> damn it why do we come there up it with is. a nickname he's with not gonna be around <laughs> anymore duh <laughs> Barbie Onahar, you nailed it as well. I'm running that down. <laughs> My other MVP, I kind of want to go to the woman I keep fitting the name of who's hanging out with Allbran and the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Um, because she has a moment of Jenjin's like whispering stuff to Allbran, and she's like, why is he always talking and where I was work- working? And Hodor just says, Hodor. <laughs> and uh, not really like, because it was this one moment of her being the only adult around a bunch of kids. Because, you know, mm. Hodor's an adult, but come on. Yeah. Uh, and it's a kind of funny moment of they're off, it's like they're off on a g- wacky adventure, and she's like, no, no, fucking, you can't do that. <laughs> like, it's like if the Goonies had a babysitter or something. Yeah. It's like, right. no, stop it. Do not go down that well. Don't. You went, he went down the well. God damn it. Kid, you don't have to do the truffle shuffle. Just, You're just humiliating You yourself. do know they're laughing at you, not mm. with you, right? <laughs> this is not what friendship is. <sighs> uh, full disclosure, that's my only reference to the Goonies because it's been done <laughs> on other things. I've never seen the movie. Should I? I mean, I haven't seen it in a bajillion years. I don't know how well it holds up, but fuck it. Why not? Mm. Thrones of Goonies. <laughs> Um, there's the title yeah but I just like she's it's it was just kind of an internally funny moment but I do like her conflict of being the only rational mind because Jenjin's Mm. talking about mystic stuff and Bran's all into his three-eyed raven dreams and Hodor's just Hodoring about and she's just that little moment of someone just being like fuck it what have I got myself into? <laughs> and yeah, it's just like she's got a good plan. Get get him to his brother. And <laughs> everyone else is like, no, he must go on yeah, his mystical journey to the thing. Journey to the north. We'll meet the three eyed. Fuck you! <laughs> I'm the adult! <laughs> Samwise as in Frodo and the fucking goblin just have someone training. Uh, come, no, this goblin is clearly insane. Get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, let's bounce to our third question. Nudity! Nudity. There was nudity. There was. Mm-hmm. Start off with a very nude Una Kaplan. Chaplin. Uh, fun fact, descendant of Charlie Chaplin. Really? I looked it up once because she is gorgeous. Oh, interesting. Yes. I forget her character name entirely. <laughs> I was sitting there the whole time going, wait, what, what, the, what the fuck is Red wedding victim number 12. Belly stab. And um, 13. Ugh, that's depressing. I know, very depressing. 
there's a whole bit where they're talking about, oh, it's raining and blah, blah, blah. And we've been delayed a day and Walter Frey's going to be pissed off. And this one guy's like, ah, I've met wet shits I like more than Walter Frey. Oh, sorry, my lady. And she's like, yeah, dude, I clean up battle wounds all fucking day. <laughs> wet shits are like, whatever. I would I would enjoy wet shit, quite yeah. frankly. <laughs> like guts and blood and bullshit. Looking for a transfer to wet shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, been, uh, put that application in two years ago. Fingers crossed. It's a long process. <laughs> Uh, but no, so Red then, tape. Yeah, then there's a mild kind of post-coital scene where you get some Una Chaplin mo- nudity and some Rob nudity, if that's your thing. Uh, yeah, and, and in this moment, I'm like, the modern day equivalent, who thinks to text their mother after boning? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it was old times. You didn't know how much time you had. You had to make use of every single second. Suppose. Although I do like Rob's whole thing of like, if you don't put clothes on, I'm not going to get anything done. <laughs> it's like, understandable. Mm. I relate to this character now. Yeah, I mean, the, it occurs for days. Both of them, you know, beautiful mm-hmm. people. Love seeing it on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well shot. Yeah, well lit scene. Know. Looks warm and pleasant in that tent. Was uh, justified as well. Like, mm-hmm. I I keep not wanting to be too bro-y about the whole nudity thing, but, uh, like, trying to d- discuss it from an artistic perspective mm-hmm. to uh, make this podcast. I don't know. We make up with it for terror nudity later. Where we're like, <laughs> ah, I'm scared. <laughs> But yeah, we may be a renegade podcast, but we're still classy. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, so rock and butt. Yeah. If we were classy, the scene was rather arsy. <laughs> Troll. <laughs> my, my. Yes. Um, yeah, that's that's that scene. It's a good little bit. She t- she drops the bombshell that she's preggers. <sighs> He's all like, I'm so touched. I'm going to be a daddy. Everything's going to be perfect forever. <laughs> uh. <laughs> if only this was, uh, yeah, the finn on your story guys oh if only and they all lived happily ever unstabbed <laughs> unfortunately then my next note game, is yeah game of thrones edited for seniors <laughs> just edited for happiness <laughs> it's two episodes long at best <laughs> it's like and everyone had a good time and played with their big doggies yay <laughs> that, that that sounds fun not gonna lie editors out there get on that shit um, we then hard cut. Well, my notes have hard cut to Tormund's sex advice. Oh, that, that's the scene that followed. And we've been like, God, Tormund is such a generic character. Here's the guy. Yeah, here's the guy who says he fucked a bear. <laughs> here's the guy who said he shit his pants in the middle of a drinking session. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was. He starts off talking about a dog, but I don't know if he means a metaphorical dog or like a dog dog. Who knows with Torment? That's our drunk uncle Torment, man. He's great. He's like, most men are like, ah, ah, ah. And then, but you got to be a little tenderness. And he's like, okay, wait, what? Did you say a dog? I don't hear that wrong. <laughs> he stumbles into the scene with uh, Tilda Swanson and sees both her and the bear is just like, oh my. <laughs> Tall woman and the bear. Is that, are, we, are we getting vibes here? Because I'm getting some powerful three-way, three-way, yeah. Bear smacks him. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, like it rough. <laughs> you've heard of, have you heard of the three types of sex? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that was a whole thing. And I do like they're trousing through the woods and uh, Aloy slash Ingrid is, is talking about, well, not talking about uh, being in love with John. Everyone else is talking about it. And there's a bit where uh, that guy who's probably also from Pirates of the Caribbean mm. is all like, Oh, I, he, he's he just l- fully millhouses out here. Oh, it's it's terrible. He's all like, you know, oh, you need to be with one of your kind, not this northerner. And she's southern. Oh, she's like, what, like you? You've never even says anything nice to me. He goes, I'd be nice to you if we were dating. I'd tell you you're pretty and a good fighter. It's like, you can do 
that shit to begin with, dude. Yeah. You don't do that <laughs> after you get involved with someone. <laughs> have this so back. Have you been talking to Tom and... Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not something that you withhold. Yeah. <laughs> if you date me, baby, you'll get compliments. Until then, your hair looks shitty. You just, what is going on with your eyebrows? <laughs> Good Lord. Yep. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so do you bleach or shave that <laughs> lip snail? I don't know. What's lip snail? I mean, what did they call like moustaches back then? Peach fuzz? Yeah, sure. That's, that's generally what people go with. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so we do cut back and forth between a bit of John Dumshovey and the wildlings walking about, and there's some, some good bits in that. There's a whole part where, you know, uh, we get a little bit more of, I don't know, what do we call our idiot northern character? <laughs> because <laughs> she's coming back, but surprisingly, coming back in form of Ingrid, where she walks past a windmill and goes, oh, is that a palace? Yeah. Like, um, no, it's a windmill. Oh, it must have been some amazing men who built that, put stone on stone till it reached the sky. It did. Yeah, my my note for that was, oh, now for another episode of what's this? What's all this then? Oh, what? <laughs> it must be a magnificent castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Since we came up with that, as unfair it is to the British, because for some reason that's just the accent we use. Well, um, <laughs> oh wait, is Aloy British sounding? Yeah, uh, she's 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 a wildling. They sound vaguely Welsh, Irish, Scottish, mm. Northern, and Southern. A bit, of, a little bit of all of the UK smushed together. Yeah, actually, that um beautiful opening scene. Yeah, with the mountains and all of the wildlings and walking and all that. Yeah, I actually yeah loved the composition of these scenes. And it, um, my note for that was Breath of the Wildlings. Oh, nice, <laughs> very nice. Um, yep. Sometimes I don't have a good way to phrase the puns. I just got to get them out. I just got to throw them out. Absolutely. Um, but there's a bit where John's all like, you know, if you track the wall, everyone's going to die. You really shouldn't do that. And she has a really great passionate moment of just shoving him against a rock and kissing him passionately and being all like, if we die, we die. But to, first we'll live. And it's like, it's beautiful, man. Yeah. It's, you know, it's stupid. <laughs> man, <laughs> because we how about we live, then we live some more. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's the kind of shit that Team America was parodying. It's just promise me you'll never die, you know? Like, it's just, and then kissing and deep conversation well, problem solved. It's literally the opposite of that. They're like, fuck it, we're all going to die one day. We may as well have some fun attacking a wall, I guess. Yeah. We do know John fucks off from this entire scene. So. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not wrong. They do all die. Yeah, I don't know. They're just, and then kissing stuff. It was just, I don't know. I thought it was dumb. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying that woman could shut me up with making out with me true uh, i will support that that's, that's all i'm saying yeah <laughs> we're learning something here it's the it's sometimes women can just get you to shut up <laughs> sometimes it's terror nudity and if there's nudity in a dungeon what have we learned you run away oh dear mm -hmm. thank god it wasn't terror nudity because yeah if she then you know pulled out that hook knife <laughs> mm. nope that's where i thought it was going honestly <laughs> that was you've like... been traumatized i'm very sorry <laughs> no like that and like i thought maybe because yeah i just had nothing but theories then mm -hmm. that's true and yeah so that's all i'm doing i'm theorizing when's it gonna happen when's it gonna happen is it gonna like get really hard and they'll show like a close-up and then he'll bring out a, like a tiny little guillotine or like yeah is she just gonna do it with her bow and arrow somehow ah yeah <laughs> yep you've been I'm, I'm very sorry i'm just like i'll just say that i'm just glad that they kind of just blurred faded if it makes you feel any better how many times could they do that before it got old like three more. What? Uh, decocking a dude? Yes. Well, I mean. There's already plenty of decocked dudes, but they got pre cocked before the series started, so mm -hmm. apparently this has been cock talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'd stumbled into I'm cock talk. Surprised as well. <laughs> but yeah, her talking about, you know, um, also kind of fooling John into thinking 
that she was, was that stupid and just sort of, yeah, fucking with him. That was cute. I, know. I did like when he's all like, oh, you're going to swoon when you see the towels at Castle Rock. No, it's like, uh, Winterfell. It's like, what's swoon? It's like, oh, you know, when a woman faints, what's faint? <laughs> you know, you see blood, you pass out. I do like a line of, women see more blood than men. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, it's, it's a good bit. I, I enjoy their back and forths. You know, yeah. sometimes they, they hide this uh, tender relationship under all this hard stoned facedness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, their playfulness is good. They have good uh, dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Yeah, I'm going to trip back to uh, the bit where Bronn and Tyrion are having a little chat. And I do quite like uh, Bronn's advice of, like, well, you can waste time having people like you. You'll be the most popular dead man in the land. It's like, yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think I knew that he was his hired hitman. Yeah. And uh, that, yeah, makes yeah. this even more interesting. Bronn's like his hired muscle that they just kind of became friends over time. Yeah. Bronn, he points the crossbow in like the last couple of episodes. He points it at Jamie, right? Not Tyrion? A or bit of, or little Tyrion's bit of both. in that scene, yeah, right? Yeah, a little bit of both I have from memory. Interesting. Because uh, he gets paid by Cersei to hunt them down, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then he's all like, can you make me a better offer? And they're like, yes. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's just funny. It's, um, you know, these things where the characters don't intersect for such large amounts of time that, like, because I only just sort of, uh, not that I forgot, but I only, like, kind of remembered watching this one. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Tilda and Jamie end up fucking. Yeah. Like, and that sort of hasn't informed the last couple of scenes that I've had with them that mm. maybe they were building this up a bit. And, and their scene was nice, too, I thought. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they did like a bit where, for some reason, I mean, we find out later uh, why they've glammed Brianna up a bit because she's in a mm. dress. And it's like, this is a weird prison. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they obviously do it so they can have their game of the bear and the maiden fair, which, God, these people needed more to do. Yeah. Just... <laughs> What's 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 what are we doing for fun tonight, guys? Oh, I thought we'd feed a woman a bear. I mean, a bear to a woman. Oh, that's fucked. You know that, Tarry? Tarry. Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck it. His name's Tarry now. <laughs> I mean, it's not that far off a lot of the names. Yeah, and I, was, so. I was going for Terry, but I bumped it to Tarry, and fuck it. That's his name. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's fucked up, right, Tarry? Uh, is it? What else are we supposed to do? I, I don't know. Well, that guy over there something. is fucking a dog. What do you want? <laughs> oh. Then you pitch something then, clever man. What are we going to do? <laughs> All right. We'll see a woman fed to a bear. <laughs> oh, uh, actually, sorry. Go, going back to the Sansa scene, though. Mm -hmm. When uh, Sansa was going, oh, I have to, uh, I have to. That was bad acting. It Every, was a little. Like, I. it's just this weird thing of actors trying to sound like they're getting cut off by thought or someone else that kind of sounds a bit fake. Or like staggering because he's uncomfortable meeting, talking yeah. about boning. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was just one of those times where it didn't feel authentic, but it's so hard to put an exact reason why. Yeah, yeah. It, and I must imagine it's such a difficult thing for an actor to do to sound cut off ever. Yeah, yeah. You see it all the time when, like, there's an action star going, oh, Jesus, Teddy, fucking, and, you know. Yeah, it cuts off. Well, as we've learned from our own fiction podcast, uh, Pulp Fury Radio, you can listen now on pulpfuryradio.com or wherever you get your favourite podcasts, um, we've learned that the way to cut someone's dialogue off is to have them finish the line and then yeah. we cut it off in editing because otherwise it doesn't sound organic to have someone just go, like, that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, they know they're getting cut off then. So, yeah, it's a little different because he seems to be, like, dancing around the word she doesn't want to say because it would be improper for a lady. Um, but I, again, I agree. It feels like very much of, uh, and now the script says dot, dot, dot. And yeah. then I say some more words and then the script says dot, dot, dot. You know. Well, because 
in the, I'm doing it right now. When a person naturally speaks, sometimes they make yeah involuntary little uh, uh, sort of sounds when they're doing that. But sometimes actors just read the words as they are, and I, I feel like if they had that written into the script, I have to uh, uh, like yeah. she would have read that like that. They're just doing as written. Yeah, yeah, no, pretty much. I think that's exactly it. Quite frankly, um, yeah, it's hard to stammer on per- on purpose. Yeah. E- uh, uh, oh. A-E-I-O-U. <laughs> See, even then, we sounded so un- inauthentic in our stammering. Because no one believes us as people. They're like, these guys aren't <laughs> the, the, the names they've given. They're someone else entirely, aren't they? Um, Tywin and Joffrey have a pretty neat little scene. Nothing much really happens. Just a, mm. It's just a show on the power balance, uh, which is nice. Yeah, it's another um, one where he doesn't have authority in his own king, uh, like mm. the actual castle, but to his kingdom and like... Mm. It feels like any time he's outside uh, and he can flaunt his power, yeah. he takes that opportunity because inside he's like very, still very restricted. Yeah, it's a good scene where Joffrey's on the Iron Throne and Tywin walks in and stops at like the bottom of the stairs and he's like, you wanted to see me? And he's yeah. like, why am I not hearing about the council meetings? <laughs> but he's trying to be powerful by, you know, having the throne and all these flames around and whatever. And then Tywin's just like, well, you know, if you need that, we will obviously provide it for the king. And then walks up the stairs right next to him and he's like what up yeah ah <laughs> oh, fuck he's awesome yeah charles dance yeah and even like but there's a woman with dragons why didn't you tell me before i'm telling you now and <laughs> and even when he walks off i'd like to think that he was doing this knowingly he walks off takes the first step down and then turns back to say your grace mm-hmm. oh yeah he knew yeah <laughs> like that's i don't do always like how Tywin's dialogue works. He knows exactly what he's doing and how to absolutely control a room with nothing but words. It's mm. great. And yeah, Charles Dance fucking nails it. Absolutely. Uh, my next note is Arya and some guys in a cave and she runs away and gets nabbed by the Hound and that's the origin of that. Yeah, that felt like, um, yeah, again, with the anti-build-up. Mm. It was like, oh, so that's how that happened. Yeah, not a whole lot to that. She's all like, you lied and you lied to, to Gendry and you lied to me and I'm running away. Ah! Yeah. That's pretty much it. Have I met these people that she's hanging around with yet? Yeah, I have. Um, one of them keeps getting brought back to life. I forget who they are. They're like different followers of the Lord of Light. They mm. set fewer people on people on fire. Um, I don't know what they're called. Other yeah. dude, Patch, you know, um, One Eye, and the guy who resurrects him. Well, yeah. doesn't Joram become Captain Eye Patch? Or does he stay Kalispod and there is also he, a he becomes Kalispod and there's also Eye Patch. Okay, yeah. never mind. Sorry. That's why, that's why there's a Kalispod. <laughs> Um, and also we get a little bit of Gendry with the red woman just on a ship and she's all like, there's power in a king's blood. It's like, fucking woman, you are always on about blood. <laughs> just every single day. It's just blood, 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 blood. I was lost until somebody told me, uh, then the Lord of Light shone me up and blah, blah, blah. I always love it. You know, this very real harrowing thing happened to me and and I was lost in life. And then bullshit. And I am perfect now. <laughs> well, to be fair, this God clearly exists. Stuff keeps happening because of it. So, but yeah, it's still her galaxy brain nonsense floating around it. But, mm. uh, oh, I'd love to, yeah, rewatch Game of Thrones just to see if I could prove that atheism is real in this world. But <laughs> Good luck with that. I don't think so. <laughs> she does bring a dude back to life. Mm, yeah. So does the other guy in the cave. And you, at some point you get to see a Bertha Shadow monster. That's going to happen. So, yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, things, Great. Things in your backwards future. Uh, and I suppose with Daenerys as well, which is another thing that I was wondering, because everyone in her team seems to 
yeah, be deeply sunburnt or, you know, or at least appropriately covered. And it was making me wondering, like, why doesn't she look like she's been walking for 40 years in the desert yeah, like true. these guys? And it's like, oh, doy, she's fireproof. It must mean that uh, yeah. uh, the UV index doesn't affect her either. SPF 500. <laughs> yeah. Just all the time. But, like, mm, maybe, it, but it doesn't explain her hair. But I guess her eyebrows aren't the same colour, so she's definitely got access to peroxide. Yeah, definitely. But also, hair goes lighter in sun, not darker. Yeah, but if she's fireproof, would that Extend to her hair. Mm. Um, again, different in the books. I know her hair burns off every time she's in a fire, uh, but obviously they don't want to do that in the show, because it would make the pretty people ugly. Yep, and unfortunately, women in wigs who have long hair do not look like bald women. <laughs> No. <laughs> like, I don't know, have you ever seen that episode of Scrubs where JD, in air quotes, shaved his hair? Mm, probably, but I don't remember it. Anyway, it's not like he had particularly long hair, but he mm. had really thick hair, so that him in a bald cap just, yeah, it looked cone heads. <laughs> and yeah, that's unfortunately what happens to a lot of women who, yeah, don the bald cap in a movie, but don't you, have short enough hair. You, just, I mean, where are you going to put it? Yeah, you just can't squash it down that much. Yeah. Yeah, fair. So, anyway, I would have... Come on, Amelia Clark. Lots of women are shaving bald for COVID. Why don't you do that people five are, years ago? People are you... shaving bald for COVID? Yeah. How's that helping? I don't know, but it's are nice to have bored? a few on my team for once. <laughs> <laughs> just like how the uh, Elliot team got a new member last week. Fucking rules. Hmm. It's just nice to know that yeah, people want to join your teams, whether they be bald or Elliot. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Mm. <laughs> Um, but as I asked you, did, did you feel a bit of slight in uh, Elliot Page becoming Elliot Page? And you're just like, you didn't grow up, Elliot. You never got called Smelliot. No, you don't no. know that you know my name, but not my story. No, no, <laughs> we're we're welcoming any members. It's just like, you know, Elliot Reed from Scrubs. She, I felt like she was the one who ushered in the area of also women being called Elliot. And you know what? More the merrier. We just, we're happy to have the team growing. It's it is a fun camp. I visit every now and then. Uh, all the Elliots linking hands and braiding each other's hairs mm. or beards as it may be but yeah as long as you don't have two t's you are not a real <laughs> elliot if See, you there two t's. there's the elliot puritism i know it beats in your heart you have two l's don't even get t. you started on o'neill's <laughs> all these fucking people spelling elliot a y triple l e e e o t t t nonsense yeah anyway yeah uh moving on to bring out of tarth's dad okay so there's this thing where uh they try to, you know, sell Brianna Tarth back to her father and he offers 300 gold pieces and they're like, but she, he's got all the sapphires in the world. Mm. That'll come up later. Oh. Yes. So, you know, it'll make more sense. In this point, it just gets referenced a lot and slightly smugly, uh, but that will make more sense later. Oh, I'll yes. keep an ear out. I um, both. Yeah, so I want to go to the left here. Uh, good thing that bear is fucking about. Um, <laughs> I do like the kind of sad bear noise at the end. Whenever it escapes, it's like, oh, <laughs> oh bother. Oh, man. Game of Thrones have had some fucking weak-ass endings, like the dragon mm. swooping by and the yeah. Daenerys circle shit. This was another one. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> yeah, it's like... Ugh. That's the thing. I don't know why they had the sound. Just pan mm. out from the sh and it's a shot and there's a bear in the thing, but why have a bear go, Roar, but I'm still hungry. Yeah. Mate, oh, just to have them start another fight, like, yeah. and then the bear just, like, hooking in and, like, yeah. making it feel like that, yeah, Brianna Tarth, even though it could slightly hold her own, but this was a fucking vicious bear. I would have much rather that. Yeah. It was just like, because what, what is the point of that? It's not 
there's no threat anymore, so having a bear sound is just a bear sound. And especially, um, oh, because Noah Taylor's back in this episode. Mm-hmm. And especially because he's had this moment of um, being talked down to. Yeah, I do like this really quick mental chess they play where yeah. uh, he's all like, ah, oh, no, I'm going to, that's my woman, I'm going to keep her here. And Jamie Lantis is all like, I'm under Ruse, uh, this guy's under Ruse Bolton's orders. Like, well, I'm under Ruse Bolton's orders. And he goes, well, who do, what do you think he cares about more? Having his pet rat rewarded or having the Tywin Lannister's son return to him? Mm. Mic drop. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, totally in that moment where if you're uh, commander of these assholes, just like, ah, throw t- Tarry in the pit now. <laughs> what? Ah! <laughs> hey, you wondered what we wanted to do for entertainment, eh, Tarry? This is what we're doing. <laughs> Fuck you! That's entertainment. And that's comeuppance for Tarry. <laughs> yeah, see, that would have justified, you know, Tarry's existence in the show and uh, given us a much better ending than um, uh, Bear Rock. Anyway, it's nice to see Noah Taylor in this show as well, and especially because I was a little confused about his alignment later on. It's like... Honestly, so am I. Um, I think he's a bit of a, like, a renegade sellsword. Just goes where the money is, uh, yeah. I think. Yeah, very, very little finger. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of it's nice seeing him in this scene where he has clear allegiance. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All works out. Because, yeah, I don't think I really explained what he was going for when he, yeah, bit it later on. Nah, he was just going for well, money again. He was trying to <coughs> get brand, all brand for himself so he could, I guess, sell him off or something. Yeah. I suppose. And he just, that just goes bad for him. But, yeah, it's not entirely clear because eh, he's just someone with muddy motiv- motivations. To the show's credit, I feel like his motivations are muddy in this world, yeah. not just from the show's perspective. It's just he's self-serving and opportunistic. Yeah, totally. Because, yeah, Ramsey's still very much going strong when he goes over to the Night's Watch and it's wasn't made clear that he was being sent by Ramsey or anything like that. Or Man, I can't remember. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Even sorry. going backwards, I can't quite remember everything. He's the he's an E-list celebrity cameo, surprisingly, because, yeah... <laughs> It's probably just a good actor they hired. I don't think they were going for guess who we got. You don't feel that way? No. Nah. Because uh. again, no, not a lot of people know Noah Taylor. Yeah, true. So, you know, to them, he's just that guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah. He'll always uh, be the falafel guy to me. Yeah. Or the manager from Almost Famous. Oh, of course. Yeah, see? Uh, um, also in uh, had a scene with Mark Maron. Oh, that's where stamps. <laughs> that's where the intro of um, yeah. lock the gates on these fuckheads. Yeah, it's so weird. Like hearing that in the movie because yeah. I've listened to the Mark Maron podcast intro more times than I've watched Almost Famous, <laughs> and yeah. that character in that scene wouldn't have stood out to me. If you played me that quote out of isolation, what movies is from probably wouldn't have told. Yeah, no, fair. But if we talk about Mark Maron, we might be out of notes. Elliot, how are you doing over there? <laughs> Sorry, I am rambly tonight. Um, was that the same old maester who... Uh... Yeah, that Darth Maester shows up. I meant to mention that. He's all fixing Jamie's hand. It is like, oh, I'll travel with you because why not? And uh, I don't know there's back and forth of, so why did they take your chain, like kick you out of the group? And he's all like, yeah. oh, you know, I need to understand disease. And to do that, I need to study. It's like, you you, you experimented on sick people, didn't you? Like, mm. ah, <laughs> maybe you, you did, didn't you? And they were poor people that you got picked off the street. I mean, they weren't, yeah, they were all people. <laughs> <laughs> a maester never tells, unless it's in front of the uh, disciplinary board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was surprising because he seemed much, much younger. He really did. I wonder if they aged him up or if his grace just, or if they like dyed his hair for this scene. They didn't realize he'd be in there later. But yeah, he looks older. Mostly the hair is whiter. I don't know if any other parts 
if, if his face aged as significantly, but... Yeah, because yeah. he's got a bit of stubble here, whereas I think about him in the show, he's got, like, you know, the hanging neck, yeah, hanging yeah, old man yeah. neck, and I don't know, he just, yeah, looks tighter, firmer, and whatever here. Maybe well, they did, yeah, um, just stick on the upside-down bald cap and yeah, <laughs> on his chin. Yeah, they just, well, what's your secret, Darth Maester? It's like the blood of children. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to age gracefully then. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Um, And I... Th- oh, just want to do a quick shout-out. Not a... Oh, God damn, where did I put my phone? In my pocket. In your pocket. Did you check your pocket? Um, Yeah, someone reached out to us on Twitter and sent what? us something really lovely. Uh, At Buffalo Corn Dogs. <laughs> they sound delicious. And uh, his tweet says... I assume it's a guy anyway. Sorry. Their tweet says, mm. I basically use Spotify solely to listen to this podcast, but nevertheless, at Elliot J. O'Neill and at Old Man Calloway, your appearance on at Ultra 64 podcast paid off. Can't wait for you to start, question mark in brackets, Game of Thrones? Hashtag Spotify wrapped. And so, yeah, his top, apparently, yeah, his top podcast was Thrones of Game. He li- This year, he listened to 44 episodes for a total of 1,392 minutes. Wow. <laughs> We have made a lot of this. <laughs> yeah. No, that is surprising. Like, I keep forgetting how many individual minutes of podcast we made. It's because we do it for the love, man. It doesn't feel like work. <laughs> mm. But are you out of notes? Yeah, yeah. Yep, because I am out of notes as well, which means we must ask our final question. How did we get here? Well, um, a grand old maester told me the next episode is called The Climb. So uh, we saw Daenerys at the top of a hill. I <laughs> imagine we're going to see how she gets up yeah, there. Yeah, we do see a lot of episodes named after things Daenerys does for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. frankly, like, leading up to this one, I was just trying to figure out, all right, well, obviously the maiden fair is Daenerys. How is there going to be a bear in this story? And mm-hmm. I was quite frankly shocked. It was a have... literal bear? Yeah. <laughs> you thought it was just going to be a hairy dude? <laughs> yeah before captain perfect she wanted to yeah <laughs> run around with a guy that looks like me <laughs> well you know as as uh i can't believe it's not my drew tyrell said some women like you know uh fabio naharis some women like bears and uh it's just all about the experience to find out what you like that's it thank go- goodness we have this modern world where we can uh what's the word um enjoy root mom and love freely exactly why not <laughs> But yeah, um, normalizing all different shapes and sizes, and yeah, where a guy like me can uh, get lucky. Shout out to Anna. Hey, baby. Oh, that's just adorable. None of that here. <laughs> all right, well, uh, yeah, that's all the things. So I'm going to wrap up now, and I'm going to do it like this. I've been BT Calloway. That's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, I'll watch his end. Professionals. Must be 50 ways to take your husband's dick. They <laughs> play that song at work a lot. The actual <laughs> song, not the parody one about taking your husband's dick. Take off the sack, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Cut off the glands, Fran. <laughs>
You know, in 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, he only lists three ways to leave your lover. Yeah, and I'm surprised they aren't different each chorus. I mean, come on, Paul Simon, you're better than this. Or at least, like, if I sneak in a few ways in the verses, there's nothing in the verses mm. about how to leave your lover. It's a, like, it's a good song, oh, ba- yeah. bad instructional. Yeah, yeah, if you're looking for 50 ways, like, I tried three, what else you got, Mr. Simon? <laughs> like, oh, I'm kind of out. You said 50. It's like one of those old Atari 50 games in one, and yeah. Four, Seven of them are tennis. Exactly. <laughs> 13 are table tennis. And, yep. <laughs> yeah. All Pong.